0: Namaste, Jay shivai. After, uh, you know, creating those videos of, uh, about chitvrittis and different kinds of uh, other details about a lot of people have asked me to create a video for, uh, you know, how many types of chitvrittis could be there or how to exactly remove. The Chittavritti's. A lot of you have asked whether uh, if I am doing Kriya Yoga, will that uh, burn the Chittavritti's? If I am doing uh, uh, other Hatha Yoga, other Yoga Asanas, pranayam, Santra, Mantra, Chanting, Japa, whatever, so will that burn the Chittavritti or not? So before we get into the details of the removal of it we need to understand how many types of chitta are, are there and how they behave exactly what's their behavior without understanding that it's hard to understand the removal process of chitta so there are five types of chitta five different types of chitta First one is Abhinivesha. Okay. Or let's start from the top actually. So the first one is Ignorance. Avidya. Okay. Avidya. Ignorance is usually of three types. Okay. Three types of ignorance is there. Mistaking or confusing. That which is temporary. With that which is eternal. That's first type of ignorance. First type of avidya. Confusing the temporary with the eternal. Second type of ignorance is mistaking or confusing pain with pleasure. This is easy to understand, right? <laughs> Pain with pleasure. So in other words, that which takes you towards moksha, okay, is considered, should be, con- ideally should be considered as uh, pleasurable for you. But that which puts you in the bondage, bandhana, is what becomes pleasurable for a lot of people. How? Why are, why, see, no matter what happens to you or no matter, you know, how you live the life, ultimately body is going to be decayed. Old age will happen, body will start decaying, right, slowly dying in bits and pieces. So body is not permanent. And then we go on creating relationships, whole life people run after relationships. That is also... Their relationships are there till the time you have your body. So everything is tied to your body and is temporary. This whole sansara is temporary. But people live their life thinking as if that is eternal. That is never ending. That is everlasting. Right? A lot of people are mistaking that which is temporary with that which is eternal. What is eternal? Eternal is the Atma in you. Eternal is the Paramatma, Divine, God. That is Brahma, Shiva. That is eternal. What else is eternal? The basic, the Prakriti is eternal. It's Nitya. So, eternal means and prakriti means mixture of three gunas before it takes any form sattva, rajas, and taman, tamas mixture of these three gunas before it has taken or manifested itself as a tree, as a human being, as a rock, as a mountain, as anything else. Okay, it's called prakriti in its pure form. So these three things are sat are eternal but people think okay if i buy this house this is going to last forever if i do this then this is for forever if i go into marriage that is or in any relationship that is going to be for forever so these are some of the examples of how people confuse with what uh, with that which is temporary and take that that as a uh, as to be eternal so they will live the life the way they live next one is the considering pain or taking confusing pain with pleasure so we know that overeating or going um, smoking alcohol wrong eating habits wrong lifestyle not taking care of doing any yoga any exercise whatever is ultimately going to be detrimental for people's health right is still Exercising is a pain. Exercising, doing yoga bhyas or exercising in some other way is very difficult for people, very painful for people. Give them popcorn and ask them to eat for like hours and hours and they will be very happy with that. <laughs> so, that which gives, overeating, people enjoy all kinds of overeating, Right? And if you ask them to fast for a day or two, or maybe nine days, seven days, 15 days, if you ask them to fast, which is actually going to clean your system, that process is very, very painful in their head. It's a suffering, it's a torture in their head. Give them alcohol every day. How many people after having stress, anxiety, fear, After having an attack of all these things or while having attack of all these things, how many people actually try to remove the stress in a healthy way by doing pranayama or by starting yoga, changing lifestyle, changing eating habits and all those things. How many people actually relieve the stress in the right way? And you see how many relieve in the wrong way, right? (laughs) Through smoking... Through alcohol and through all kinds of nonsense people can come up and that's how they relieve their stress. So you see that which results into pain, wrong lifestyle, all these things, all that results into pain. But still how many people still enjoy that, find pleasure in that which is ultimately going to give them suffering. So this is another kind of ignorance. Third type of ignorance uh, is mistaking the identities that one has created. That I am a woman, I am a mother, I am a teacher, I am a scientist or, you know, I have, I am I'm a, I'm a BP patient, I am a diabetic patient and I am this, I am that, I am what not. I'm a seafood person and I'm a vegetarian, I'm vegan and all those identities that we go on creating. People live by those identities, those, the roles that they play in their life, the roles that they create for any, even any small purpose according to their liking and dislikings. So they go on living by those things and they think that living by those identities and stuff is the real self that is living. So, mistaking or confusing Atman or real self with identities that have been created. That's the third type of ignorance. I am. That's an ignorance. I am this and that is further even downgraded ignorance. <laughs> okay? So, mistaking, confusing, Atman with ego-based identities. That's third type of ignorance. So, Avidya is the first Chitta Okay. Second Chitta is Asmita. Asmita is the I-ness in its pure form. When it exists through the Chitta, when it is reflected here, in the Agya Chakra then it is just I-ness it's not even I am slowly it becomes polluted and it becomes I am and then it becomes once you have a body and you start living then hundred more heads appear of those identities hundred more identities will appear I am this I am that in any normal person You will see so many identities playing from morning till evening. Now you may say, what is wrong about it? I am playing those roles. So I will tell you in a minute what is wrong about it. (laughs) Say for example, there is a movie actor. Okay. And today he is going to play the role of a thief in the movie. But in the evening when he comes home, Does he still go on stealing his stuff in his house and hiding from his family member? Because he's a thief. He's not able to put it down. He's not able to get out of the role that he was playing for a few hours. This is the problem with all your identities. Your child may have been been an adult by now. And must have left the house, gone to live his life and whatever. But you are still so much obsessed, obsessed with your parent identity. With your mother or father identity. And you leave no chance in interfering in their life. In your child's life, in your son or daughter's life. Who are adult by now. You still don't stop interfering with that. This is what is wrong with identities. Okay. And, uh, there, there could be so many examples. Somebody is a CEO in a company, but when you come and talk to your father, and if you talk like you are CEO of your company, and some company, and your father is giving you, smacking you left and right, left and right, he's telling you something, suddenly your ego is very much hurt. How can he say those things? After all, I am a CEO of the company. Same thing is between husband and wife. Same thing is there with any relationship. Once you take up these identities, it's hard to put them down. They are provoked. Every now and then they are being invoked by the situations around you, by the environment around you. So this is what is wrong. So asmita is the I-ness in its pure form. It's a But it becomes even worse when it creates, when so many identities are created in you. So identity creation starts with asmita. Okay? That I-ness starts with, that's what Asmita is. So, Asmita is the second Chitavratti. Third Chitavratti is Raga. Raga means attachment. Pull towards something. Oh, I love this plant. I love this tree. How about we take it home? (laughs) Raga has happened. Oh, he or she is so beautiful. I just love them right now. Instant love has happened. (laughs) That's Raga. Oh, I love butter chicken. It's Raga. I'm a seafood person. I only eat seafood. It's Raga. Attachment. Pull towards something. And then, second one is Dvesha. Fourth, Chitvritti. Third vritti is raga. Fourth vritti is duesha, aversion from something. No, 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 I am vegetarian. <laughs> I can't even sit on the table where people are eating non-veg. That's aversion. It's not going in your mouth, right? They are eating, but you can't stand it. I feel nauseous. That kind of a behavior. I don't like these kind of people. I have allergy to this. I have allergy to that. Aversion. Aversion can play out. All these chitvirtis can play out at multiple levels in you. At mental and emotional level they can be there. At the ego level they can be there. At buddhi, intellects level they can play. And at physical body level they can play. Allergy to anything is an aversion becoming physical in somebody. Right? So that is all aversion. Push. So Raga is the pull. Dvesha is the push from something. That's how Raga and Dvesha are. Last one is very dangerous. (laughs) Last Chitvritti is the worst kind of Chitvritti. It's called Abhinivesha. Abhi Nivesha means fear of change or loss. Fear of loss or change. Or we can say resistance to change and loss. So at first one goes, one may go into resistance towards something and then finally it result becomes fear right and it could be for anything fear for uh, this or that but ultimately all fears and all resistance are there are actually tied to nothing but just the physical body nothing else but they don't appear like that how say for example and this will also explain you how chitta are spread. How chitta spread or function in your existence. Okay. So say for example a person has abhinivesha. Fear of fear or resistance towards change or loss. Okay. This kind of. Then let's see how mentally and emotionally it is going to play out. Well, they will be resistant to change themselves. Change anything. Taking, making plans or plans for change. If anything that forces them. In other words, they will try to be safe and secure. So if they are in relationship, no matter how bad it is, they'll still stay there. And will not take a leap towards, leap outside it. Because outside is unknown. It's fearful. So there is resistance in it. There is fear in it playing out. Such people go on creating security and safety nets of relationships around them. Such people may become anybody who has abhinivesha infesting them. They may have identities like, you know, security guard, defensive identity. The moment anyone, anybody says anything, I'm going to defend it till my last breath. <laughs> So, you see, defensive identity have they have created, security guard kind of identity that they have created. Even if somebody is just saying something, expressing something, but it is taken as an offense. Overly emotional people, highly re- emotionally reactive people are always on the defense guard, safeguard, trying to figure out how to safeguard themselves from other people's words. Other people's energy, other people's actions, other people's some mysterious plans. So Abhinivesha, fear, they may become highly the people who always save money and save things for future. Just the idea to live without job, even though they had a bank balance and they have assets. But just the idea of living without any job or without any certainty of income. Will scare them to death. It's very hard for them to understand all these things because Abhinivesha has infested, has infected their buddhi, their ego. Asmita have created lots of identities that are there, that are for the, you know, safeguarding them in one way or the other. Emotional safeguard. Physical safeguard and, you know, financial security net. This is go on creating security nets here and there. So, and then from the sometimes if they still, despite all the efforts of having any kind of security net and all those things, if they still... Find something fearful or if there is a plan to change something and a change is happening. Suppose the organization is going through merger or acquisition or something and their job is in danger. Then they'll go through anxiety attacks. They'll have insomnia for a few nights. They can't sleep. What will happen? What will happen? What will happen? What will happen to them? So anxiety is at physical level. No longer when you are facing anxiety attacks. And your heart starts pumping. Then it's a physical response. To your mental fears. So at the lowest or the minimum level. We call it anxiety. At a highest level. We can call it the highest level. When physical manifestation happens. Then at the highest level it is called as Schizophrenia. Where one goes on being scared from anything and everything. Physically scared. It becomes that bad. This is Abhinivesha. Abhinivesha. Resistance to change or loss. Resist. Obviously, in life we are going to lose this and that after some time everybody loses their parents isn't it so parents may lose their child this whole sansara is temporary so how can you think everything is going to be for forever how can you have that kind make that kind of a mistake so abhinivesha at first infects or spreads into your emotions then it becomes your thoughts and finally your life choices and decisions starts being driven by Abhinivesha through fear lots of identities are created so they all go on behaving and you have no damn idea what is going on slowly panic attacks anxiety attacks high BP and all kinds of physical problems start happening to such people paranoia being paranoid Or schizophrenia. So at physical level then it starts infecting. So now if you see. That one vritti. The head of the vritti actually is in chitta. But think of it as an octopus. With hundreds and thousands of arms. (laughs) And where are those arms? They have actually spread all the way into your physical body into your mind and emotions, into your thoughts, it's everywhere, in your ego, in your buddhi, everywhere. So where all you will go on removing it? If you try to remove it physically, okay, so for today's anxiety, I did something, I did a pranayama or did something or took some tablet, or to calm down myself because I was feeling suffocated because of panic attack or anxiety attack, right? So I took some tablet or inhaler or something like that. So I temporarily, I just made myself, made my body comfortable for some time. But very soon, maybe in few days or few hours, it's going to happen again. Because the head of Chitta Vritti is still in Chitta. Head of Chitta Vritti called Abhinivesha, is it still there in Chitta? You haven't killed that. You have only, you are only, you only go on cutting the arms. Now say for example, you have uh, taken care of the Chitta Vritti at mental and emotional level. Through Gyan, through wisdom, from scriptures or gurus or something, you have taken care of the Vritti at the emotional level. Mental and emotional level. Today. So And that too, for you, it's very circumstantial. So if somebody is saying, okay, we'll go to this country and we'll find a job there and we'll, we'll start working there. What's the problem? But you are very fearful and resistant towards that change. Then what will happen? Today, somebody may be able to convince you for that and you still move there. But the Chittavratti of Abhinivesha is still there. And it is still going to play out according to what you have in your head. Because you are meditating upon it (laughs) all the time. You are thinking of what if this thing goes wrong? What if that thing goes wrong? What if I go to another country and I don't know the culture and the language and this and that? What if somebody kills me? What if somebody attacks me? What if I do not find any job? What if I run out of my money? What if my savings all are depleted and I am left with nothing? There is no way. No way to keep on cutting the arms of chit from the body, from the mind, from the emotion. It's just a... it's like you know, I have asked you to kill the tree. Suppose I've asked you to kill the tree and you go on plucking its leaves, baking its branches. Well, it's an endless job. You can keep on doing it for uh, next few lifetimes and it won't matter at all it doesn't do anything at all the idea was the proper way was to cut the root of the tree isn't it cut the root of the tree cut the head of that damn o- octopus octopus like thing that you have in your chitta that you have in your chitta. So cut the root. Cut the head of the Chitavrti. Only then it will stop manifesting into your mind, emotions, buddhi, ego, physical body. In other words, your entire existence as as you know it. Only then. And how to do it? Now how to do it is a very complex question. Okay. But still I am trying here to explain you how to do it. How to go about it. So, first thing to understand is that all these Chittavritti's are interrelated with each other. <laughs> so, actually, you are not cutting the head of one octopus. It's like Ravan, who has 10 heads, and you have to actually strike in such a way that all of them are dead. All five Chittavritti's are killed at once otherwise it's not going to work let me explain you how what acts let's talk about this chitavritti abhinivesha fear okay so how does fear what is fear actually when it comes to why do you feel so resistant or so fearful towards doing anything in life towards change why why one is that way? because they have raga with this body a solid raga with this body and dvesha with all that harms with, harms this body abhinivesha is nothing but raga attachment with this body and aversion from all that could harm the body could Not necessary. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can give you a bad or wrong experience unless there is a karmic reason for it. You cannot save yourself from your karmic things. Okay? Every moment you are bound by the universal laws of karma. You cannot save yourself. So you can just hide. (laughs) You can hide and you can play the game of hide and seek. But actually, you can never save yourself. So, the point here is, Rada and Dvesha are also there. Abhinivesha means, Rada and Dvesha are there. At a very root level. Why are Raga and Dvesha there? Because Asmita has created all kinds of ego identities. Why did, why in the first place, Asmita, i thought of sprouting so many identities to save you. I'm a good financial planner and I never want, I'm a very safe player, that kind of an identity. You know, I believe in living at one place forever, <laughs> permanently, <laughs> but it's Abhinivesha, and that's an identity talking in you. So Why? asmita ines created identities to save you from the world from the karma from unknown situation from some unknown imaginative dangers why asmita did that because of ignorance ignorance of which type that which is temporary thinking that mistaking it confusing it with that which is eternal thinking this body is going to last forever That's why whole life becomes about body, right? Pain, pleasure, everything is of body. Nothing else. So much people are so sensitive towards physical pain and um, emotional pain and all kinds of pain and pleasure. So they go on saving all the efforts for that which is temporary. That ignorance has happened. So without removing that primary ignorance, You cannot remove asmita, identities. You cannot remove raga and dvesha. You cannot remove abhinivesha. So everything is interlinked. So in other words, you can say that the root of chitvritti is ignorance, is avidya. That's the root. How to remove ignorance? With Gyan, with wisdom, isn't it? So many gurus and Vedic teachers and this teacher or that spiritual teacher, they go on teaching so much. Why? To remove that chitvritti. The root chitvritti. Which is nothing but ignorance. Ignorance is the root chitvritti. Because of that. Asmita happens. Because of that. Raga and Duesha happens. Because of that. Abhinivesha happens. So Gyan. Now, gyan is not just something that you hear, and you are you become gyani No, <laughs> wisdom is not. Wisdom will not happen to you. After all, so many gurus are, you know, actually shouting their lungs out, <laughs> trying to explain people, give them gyan. How many are actually understanding it? How many actually are listening it? You see, still the number of people who are on the path very speedy path of suffering by indulging themselves into samsara the number of such people is way much higher in comparison to the number of people who are walking a spiritual journey why why such a difference between the number of people why out of 120 50 people hardly you will find 3 4 people and out of that those 3 4 also only one is actually understanding what is being said why such a thing because gyan cannot happen to you like that ignorance cannot be removed just by words you have to make effort towards removing your ignorance or cutting the root of all the chitavittis you have to make that effort and what is that effort Very good question now. Now we came to the point where we will discuss how to remove Chittavrittis. What removes Chittavrittis and what doesn't? Patanjali, Maharshi Patanjali is very, very clear about two things. Cutting the branches or leaves of the tree means is stopping the functions of Chittavritti. Is one thing. Another thing is burning the Chittavritti. Completely burning the seed of Chittavritti. That is another thing. And in between them is cutting the root of the Chittavritti. Three different things have to be done. The existence of this tree of chitvritis has to completely go away. So what is needed to achieve these three things? All the Kriya Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Tantra, Mantra, Japa, Pranayama, Asana, Mudra, Dharna, Tratak, this that everything that you are doing. Is helping you do what? Helping you become. Helping you stop the functioning of existing chitvritis that you have. Stopping the function means if somebody has abhinivesha, or if somebody has way too much raga and dvesha. then by doing kriya yoga hatha yoga pranayama and all those things any kind of yoga any kind of thing it depends some person may need somebody may need that kind of asana and mudra some person may need other different kind of hatha yoga and stuff and somebody may need some other thing to stop the chitta from functioning all five of these should stop function only when they stop function that you will attain the state of dharana, you will become dharana, you will reach the state of fully concentrated mind. You cannot concentrate, you cannot become ekhaagra, your mind will be plagued by thousand different thoughts, your body will be highly impure and unstable. Your body will not allow you to sit. Your mind will not stay, will be stable or one-pointed or, you know, not one-pointed, a khagra, concentrated on something. You cannot do that. You cannot achieve that. So all these different techniques of yoga, different paths of yoga, this whole spiritual journey through any methodology, by any guru in this world, Everything is trying to teach you one thing. To help you become a Kagra. To calm down the function of the Chitvritti. The more you calm down the uh, Chitvrittis, the function of Chitvrittis. The more you will be able to attain the state of Dhyana. You you can call it meditation. I don't like to call it meditation because it's fundamentally wrong. I'll call it Dhyana. Okay? It's a wrong translation of Dhyana. Meditation is still a doing. But Dhyana is not a doing at all. Dhyana has to happen to you. You can only do Dharana. Means you can focus your mind onto one thing that I am meditating. No other thought should happen for a very prolonged time. For days, months, years, it should be that way. And then you will become dhyani. Another condition is your chitta needs to st- calm down. Start functioning. If they are functioning, then they will consume you. If fear comes, you are consumed by it. If raga and dvesha happens, you are consumed by it. If your ego is doing all kinds of nonsense and tantrums, you are consumed by it. And obviously due to ignorance, you are the way you are. So, all the Kriya Yoga, all the yogic methodologies are there to help you reach the state of Dhyana. Why Dhyana? Dhyana is the only time, is the only moment when the root of Chitabratti is being burnt, is being slashed, cut. In other words... Becoming one-pointed, you know, becoming very concentrated, ekagra will help you stop the functioning of it. Stop the functioning of the Chitavirtis, all five of them. But it's Dhyana, it's meditation, which will actually strike the root or the head of Octopus or Ravan. In other words, Dhyana is the only way to be in Chitta. That's the only way to actually have access to Chitta directly. Rest of the time, if you're not in Dhyana, even if you are very much, you know, concentrated, you are in Dharana, even at that time, you are either in the body or in your emotions or in your mind or somewhere else in your in your existence or in your energy so you may be anywhere in your existence only in the state of dhyana you are you are you are real you are to be found nowhere in your existence instead you have directly access to chitta see until you are able to dig Thousand kilometers, a hundred meters or whatever meter of feet you need to dig to find the root and go all the way to the end of it. You cannot really pull out the Chitvritti. You cannot pull out the plant without first reaching all the way to the root, finding an access to the root. Now it's a very, it's a chicken and egg situation. That's another thing that you need to understand. Chicken, chicken and egg situation, what came first kind of situation is, Dhyana is not going to happen if there are substantial amount, amount of Chitvrittis doing all the drama. Dhyana is not going to happen. But if Dhyana doesn't happen, then Chitvrittis will go on doing their nonsense right? So that is why Patanjali very carefully said that by doing all kinds of yogic practices, tantra, mantra, yantra, whatever that is, hatha yoga, kriya yoga, this yoga, that yoga, the more you do it, the more your chitvrittis stop functioning. And when they stop functioning, And you start becoming perfect and perfect and perfect in stopping their function. Slowly they will lose hold on you and you will start becoming a dhyani. You will start going into dhyana, that which you call meditation. Meditation will happen to you. Because substantial amount of chitta vrittis have been stopped from functioning. Their root is still there in the chitta. But they have stopped functioning. So when then when you are actually the more you stay in Dhyana the more you are cutting the roots of all Chitta This is the second thing cutting the root of Chitta But what about the fact because all these Chitta have grown they were not just roots right. They, They didn't stay at the plant level it's very small sprout level. They have actually created tons of fruits in the form of karma. All the Chittavritis have created lots of fruits. And those each of those fruit has seed in it of the same Chittavritti. Right? What about those seeds? <laughs> now that you are killing the root through dhyana. What about the seeds which have been dropped into your chitta in the form of karmashaya, karmic storage warehouse? What about those seeds? How to burn them? So when your dhyana state will become perfected and prolonged and lots of roots and trees have been removed, so, now Chitta looks like way much cleaner. Right? Then Samadhi happens. Sampragyat or sabhij Samadhi. The reason it is called as sabhij Samadhi or Sampragyat Samadhi or Savikalpa Samadhi. The reason it is called that way is because the roots have been gone, the plants have been removed, branches, leaves and all that garbage has been gone out because of the ana state now just seeds are there that's why it is called as sabeej samadhi Bija means seed when all the seeds seeds have been burnt that's the start that's that's enlightenment That's niruthi state. Fifth state of chitta. That's when nirvikalpa samadhi. Nirbij samadhi. Nir means without bija. Bij means seed. So samadhi without seeds. Seeds of what? Seeds of chitta vrittis. So you see when Patanjali said ashtanga yoga when he created ashtanga yoga yam niyama asan pranayama pratyahara okay so asan pranayama and pratyahara and then Dharna. six steps all the yogic methodologies your spiritual journey Whatever you want, whichever way you are walking it. Whatever methodology you are implementing, all you are trying to do is calm down your existence for some time, stop the functioning of you of the chitavritis so that you can become dhyani. You can reach the state of dhyana. And Dhyana is not something that it happened once in a year for five minutes to you. Then it's called Dhyana. No. <laughs> dhyana has to be continuous state in you. Dharana also is the same thing which requires a or concentrated chitta. It's also something like that. So it has to become continuous, prolonged state of months and years in Dhyana. That's when roots are being cut. So, to remove chitta vrittis, we ask people to do yoga, pranayama, and kriya yoga, hatha yoga, chant this mantra, chant that mantra, go for Tantra related rituals and you know, do the bhut shuddhi, do bhut shuddhi means, in other words, people just make chakra balancing. <laughs> i don't want to call it chakra awakening <laughs> it's called bhut shuddhi actually so you go for bhut shuddhi bhut means elements panch tattu, five elements in you okay um. Earth, water air fire space so you go for different methodologies okay we ask people to do such things so that the existing chitta stop functioning. Another very important purpose of this is to not create new chitta vrittis, Not to strengthen the existing chitta vrittis. That is also the purpose of doing any kinds of yogic methodologies. Why? Say for example, I have Abhinivesha, fear. Or resistance. But if I I am a yogi. Then. And I am doing all kinds of yogic tapasya. And this thing and that thing. All kinds of methodologies I am implementing. And then. uh, If I go to. If a situation arises in my life. Which could have made me fearful. Or could have invoked the fear from me. Or which could have made me resist. The change that I am about to implement in my life or is about to happen in my life. Okay. If I am a yogi, that situation will not have any impact on me. This kind of impact on me. Where it act where either I end up resisting it or I end up being fearful of it. It will not invoke. So sansara, life situations. Stop invoking your chitvrittis, provoking them to function, to function, to function, poking them. It is stops poking and provoking and invoking <laughs> your chitvrittis. So no new chitvritti is created. Basic five chitvritis, when they actually spread in your mind and emotions and your physical body and your ego as an identities, hundreds of identities in your buddhi and everything, and in your senses and all that, it actually becomes thousands of chitvritis. Just like one small seed, seed may, the plant may sprout and may have just one trunk, but then suddenly thousands of branches and leaves are there it is exactly the same thing so through yogic methodologies existing chitta vrittis stop functioning and you stop creating new chitta vrittis. in other words you stop making new karma it stops you from doing any karma. All yogic methodologies when done seriously. Anybody who is doing that's why we say, and you know, either you can walk the spiritual path or you can suffer all the karma and die. <laughs> the amount of suffering is way much reduced. Is way much very less. When you do, do yoga, pranayama or something. Yes, when you are doing a speedy pranayama, your throat may hurt, start hurting, your back may hurt, your chest may start hurting. But that is way much less than when you are having a paranoid attack or panic attack or anxiety attack. You are suddenly suffocated in the middle of night and you wake up sweating. Right? It's a less suffering in comparison to this this kind of suffering. Suffering your own karma. Suffering your own chitvrittis. So this is this is the reason, this is how we go on removing chitvritis. Before you remove the chitvritis, means before you cut the roots from chitta. You have to stop fu- their functions and you have to stop creating new ones or strengthening the existing ones. Suppose I am a person who has this very high suppose due to lot of raga so you see all these five vrittis, they translate into different emotions ignorance is in lives in buddhi is the highest form in its highest form it is in buddhi and beyond buddhi it's in the cosmic intelligence that we are not that we are ignorant of avidya asmita asmita is also there in the um, uh, i-ness it's i-ness And all your identities and all these things, they live in your uh, ego. Okay. So then, so you see ignorance and all these chitvritis they, you know, uh, live in different places in you. So they create identities in you. Right. So say for example, I have uh, and they translate into different emotions raga will translate into love emotional love and uh, love attachment and a lot of liking infatuation and those kind of things and aversion or duesha will translate into uh, hatred dislike guilt shame and all those kind of emotions. So all the chitvritis are translated into different kinds of emotions. Abhinivesha is fear. So you see, suppose I am a person who has a very, very strong uh, chitvritti or raga has translated into jealousy, right? I love myself so much that I cannot see other people grow. So if I go... If I'm a jealous person and I love to be jealous and talk about it, then if I go in between such people, if I if there are people who are backbiting or talking bad about somebody and if I go there and I, because I have jealousy within me, I also start joining them. Then the chitvritti of Raga is being strengthened. Now, this is for a normal person. This is how Chitavrittis are in... You know, strengthened and nuisance scars are created. Yes, that's to stay on track for being jealous. (laughs) If I start doing yoga, anybody who starts doing yoga, when they encounter such kind of a situation, suddenly there will be a light bulb. That no, this is wrong. It's not that that person is really bad or that his progress or her progress is bad. It's me who is being very jealous. So I'm not taking part in all this. Then you will not stay there. So that is how yogic things and yoga and spiritual stuff actually helps you not to strengthen your chitvrittis not to create new Chitavrttis and it helps you stop making it function. And the more you can stop them function, the sooner and faster you will become a Dhyani. The more you will stay in Dhyana, the more you will be able to cut the roots of Chitavrttis. And when the more you are able to cut the roots of chit- chitvritis and clean your chitta, closer you are to sabijj samadhi, and later on nirbijj samadhi. So that is how we remove chitvritis, and this is the type of chitvritis. I hope it explains you what you are doing and how you are going about it. Okay. Namaste. Jai Shivaya.